from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Yes, this is the national news for week commencing October 13. I'm VK4BB Graham and with WIA News, you can bank on us. Speaking of banks, in a few weeks, 60 kilometres west of Bendigo in central Victoria, there'll be a special event of note, including amateur radio. Here's Graham, VK3GRK, who has deposited this report. Hi, and now to Flynn of Maligal, the story of Reverend John Flynn of the Royal Flying Doctor Service. The Reserve Bank is issuing an updated $20 note this month featuring Reverend John Flynn. A commemorative event will be held at the Malogal School on Saturday, October 26th, featuring evolving technologies of wireless radio communication and aviation development. Reverend John Flynn was born at Malogal on November 25th, 1880, and his father was the teacher at the Malogal School. The event is presented by the Goldfields Historical and Art Society and Denali Museum, with the Bendigo Amateur Radio Electronics Club, Kyneton Aero Club, Malogal Reserve Committee and Bendigo Historic Motorcycle Club. And rumour has it that there could even be a flyby. There'll be talks and exhibits in the schoolhouse from 10am to 5pm, and the event is free and refreshments will be available. There'll be a special event QSL card available, so stay tuned for frequencies and operating times. For something different, drop in and see us at the Malogal School on October 26th, and the school is located at 43 High Street, Malogal, in central Victoria. Let's have a look at our website, wia.org.au and WIA Front Page News. Several weeks have gone by since the licence condition changes and still we see on social media and here on the bands, Ham's just realising some of the changes. In summary, from the article dated September 29 on wia.org.au, in summary, the WIA is pleased to see the significant changes to the Foundation Licence class to modernise its appeal and relevance today. All in all, a great result for the entry-level licence, so go get digital. The relaxation of emission and bandwidth restrictions are also welcome for all licence classes. These changes, albeit limited to date, are the culmination of persistent work by the WIA with the regulator in various consultations that started in 2014. We also acknowledge that many submissions made by individual amateurs and also various amateur radio clubs were made. During that time, the WIA has initiated multiple member surveys, the last in 2018, and actively sought feedback from its members. The last WIA consultation submission to the ACMA was a joint submission in conjunction with ALARA, AR New South Wales and AR Vic, and had the direct support of many of the WIA-affiliated clubs. There is more work to do to maintain the current momentum, especially with the 5 MHz band access and potentially a high-power endorsement approach for advanced licences to overcome potential EME and EMI concerns by the ACMA. So, what's changed? All restrictions on emission modes have been removed for all licensees. Restrictions on permitted transmission bandwidths have been removed for all licensees across all bands allowed for each license class, with the exception of the 2,200 metre and the 630 metre bands, which only advanced licensees can use. Restrictions to the 3 gig band, which affect only amateur licensees. 
all licensed classes now have the same spectral power density limits of 1 watt per 100 kHz for wideband transmissions. The definition of wide bandwidth is band-specific. This covers, for example, ATV, DTV and spread spectrum modes. Read more on wia.org.au. ARU Administrative Council steps up efforts to combat radio spectrum pollution. This front page story, dated October 1, looks at how the Administrative Council of the International Amateur Radio Union held its annual in-person meeting on 28-29 September in Peru, just before the Triennial General Assembly of IARU Region 2. The Administrative Council is responsible for the policy and management of the IARU and consists of the three IARU international offices and two representatives from each of the three IARU regional organisations. Again, read more on wia.org.au and hear more when Jason VK2LAW brings us up to date internationally later in this broadcast. Rocket Man. To NASA personnel, he's VK5ZAI. To his neighbours at Pink's Beach, a small coastal town in Australia, he goes by Tony. In his 30-year association with the US Space Agency, Tony Hutchinson has been called upon to help in times of crisis, moderate calls between astronauts and their families, and run a worldwide schools program. He shared a beer with first commanders, had barbecues with mission specialists, and watched the space shuttle launch from the bleachers at Kennedy Space Center. Looking back, it's a life he never expected. On WIA Front Page News, a link will take you to the ABC program on his life, which was telecast last weekend. Telecast almost worldwide. You see, last Saturday, I was sitting in a sports bar in Hong Kong watching the rugby from Japan. At the conclusion, what should pop up on the big screen? The amazing story of Tony, VK5ZAI. As Disney once said, it's a small world after all. And being away for three weeks or so, I must thank John, VK4JJW, who expertly edited the bulletins and continued our almost 25 years of non-stop WIA news. Thanks, Jono. Hi, this is Peter, VK8ZZ. <clears throat> it was just in the last few years that a rekindled interest saw me become far more active on all HF bands. I initially blamed the cycle of sunspots for the lack of activity on the HF bands. I have been disappointed at the recent lack of contacts. I was very active over the weekend of the RD contest and the International Lighthouse and Lightship weekend. I was surprised at the activity on the HF bands on that day. It made me realise that it was not the sunspot minima that has caused the inactivity on the bands, but the lack of people making contacts. Lack of activity is partly the reason why we now have more incursions into our bands by illegal activity. I can regularly hear Indonesian fishing boats chatting back home to their base stations, but there are no amateurs on the air. Indeed, it is no wonder there is pressure on our bands. Diane VK40I from Alara hit the nail on the head when, a few years ago, she said to me that people are just listening and not bothering to call CQ. The results from the WIA surveys last year show that this habit is not uncommon, with approximately 50% of respondents saying they generally are listening or occasionally answer a CQ, but rarely put out a call. So the message here is clear. Hop onto your favourite band, or even a new band, and put out a CQ and see who is listening. Maybe you'll find an old friend on the air or make a new one. 
as a great man reminds us every week, AR is a contact sport. In closing, I would just like to thank all the new members who are joining the WIA. A number of members are also rejoining the WIA. The WIA is is the only organisation that represents amateurs both domestically and internationally, and the WIA needs members in order to remain strong. There is only strength in numbers. This has been Peter, VKAZZ. I thank you for listening. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet, streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Copying the code of friendship. Would you follow your own radio signals across an ocean to meet up with a ham friend you've known for 70 years? Almost three generations ago, the retired TV engineer in the UK and the American doctor from Kentucky met on the air. Now Ted Trowell, Golf 2 Hotel Kilo Uniform, is 96 and living in a care home on the Isle of Sheppey, and physician Bill Maxson, November 4 Alpha Romeo, who is 82, decided it was time for another eyeball QSO. It was to be their second in more than 70 years, and their first in nearly 30. When Bill flew from the US to see his friend in late September, he also had a mission to accomplish – to present Ted with a certificate confirming his election as an honoured member of the Worldwide First Class CW Operators Club, an international fraternity founded in the UK in 1938 to foster appreciation of the mode. The two also had a lot of catching up to do. They had become friends over the air in the 1950s in conversations shaped by Kias and spelt out in CW. Later, they took their rag shoes to SSB, giving voice to their exchanges. Ted has been in a care home for a few years, according to several press accounts, but he still keeps up with his hobby and his friend Bill. His room doubles as his shack, and the home managers have permitted the installation of a wire antenna. Let the logbook show that this special September QSO was a valid contact achieved via the Band of Brothers, with both operators using the greatest mode of all, person to person. News from Egypt, WRC-19 ITU preparatory report released. The conference preparatory meeting CPM report on technical, operational and regulatory procedural matters to be considered by WRC-19 is available for download. The World Radio Communication Conference takes place in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, October 28 to November 22 this year. To the Netherlands, changes to ham radio call sign policy. The Netherlands Communication Regulator Agents Chap Telecom AT has announced changes to the amateur radio call sign policy effective October 1st. The most important adjustment is special call letters are issued for the duration of the event. This was a maximum of 28 days, but is now possible for a maximum of one year. From January 1, 2020, it's possible via the customer portal until one day before the start of the event or the radio competition to request a call. In the United States of America, the FCC takes decisive action against deliberate interference. 
the ARRL report a New York radio amateur, Kilo 6 Delta Papa Zulu, is facing a $17,000 fine imposed by the FCC after he was issued a notice of apparent liability for forfeiture for causing intentional interference on a local repeater and preventing other radio amateurs from using it. Given his history as a repeat offender, this violation warrants a significant penalty, the FCC said. The NAL recounted numerous complaints, alleging that he was deliberately interfering with a repeater in Glen Oaks, New York. Way back in 2017, the FCC issued a warning letter advising him of the nature of the allegations against him and directing him to stop using the repeater going forward. Nonetheless, additional complaints were filed. Now, after the FCC received further complaints regarding continued operation on the local repeater, an Enforcement Bureau agent again investigated. In Peru, the IARU to take action on radio spectrum pollution. The IARU Administrative Council meeting in Peru September 28 and 29 agrees to step up efforts to combat radio spectrum pollution. The Administrative Council, AC, of the International Amateur Radio Union, IARU, held its annual in-person meeting on September 28 and 29 in Lima, Peru, just before the triennial General Assembly of IARU Region 2. Regarding banned planning, the recommendation that 21125 to 21450 kHz in the 15-metre HF band be used for satellite communications on a non-exclusive basis was accepted, which will be aligned with the allocations in the other regions and will be used for uplinks. The AC is responsible for the policy and management of the IARU and consists of three IARU international officers and two representatives from each of the three IARU regional organisations. The AC conducted its final review of IARU preparations for the 2019 World Radio Communication Conference, WRC19, of the International Telecommunication Union. WRC19 will be held in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt for four weeks beginning on October 28. The conference has a lengthy agenda with items of direct interest to the amateur radio service including consideration of improvements to the amateur allocation in Region 1 at 50 MHz, protection of existing allocations to the amateur service and development of the agenda for the next WRC in 2023. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Ham Radio Operational News, it's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. Tanzania Operation. Maurizio, IK2GZU has once again returned to Mission Lamula to do some work at the new hospital and orphanage until October the 28th. He plans to be active during his spare time as 5 H3MBE on various HF bands. QSLVI IK2GZU, directed by the Bureau. Western Kiribati. T30GC. Stan. LZ1GC. Carol. OK2WM. And Midcor. LZ3NY will be QRV as T30GC. Till October 23 on 160 to 10 metres using CWSSB and RITI. QSL via Club Log at QRS, LOTW or LZ1GC. 
Vietnam 3W. Jerry will be active as 3W9KWN Hanoi from October 18 to 26 on various HF bands running QRP, mostly CW and possibly some SSB. QSL via home call DK8KW. Seychelles S7. Ravi. VU2 IIX will be QRV as S79VU from Ah Island. IOTA AF024 until June 30, 2021 on A the 10 metres using SSB in various digital modes. QSL via operator's instructions. Special call sign in Belgium honours Princess. There is a royal birthday celebration planned in Belgium and hams can have their call signs reflect the occasion. The special call sign prefix between the 25th of October and the 25th of December is in recognition of the birthday of that nation's Princess Elizabeth, who will be 18 on October the 25th. The OR prefix will be allowed as a replacement for the standard ON for all individual radio amateurs and clubs, but excluding holders of shortened contest call signs. That decision was made by the Belgian Institute for Postal Services and Telecommunications, granting an earlier request from the Royal Union of Belgian Radio Amateurs. The Royal Union has more than 2,800 members. Gabon, TR8CR. Roland will be QRV as TR8CR until December 15. Activity will be on the HF bands using CW. QSL via F6AJA. Anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany. Look for special event stations DM70GER and DL70BRD, now active, until December 31st, 2019, to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the Federal Republic of Germany, which was established on May 23rd, 1949. Operations will be on CW and SSB. Celebrating its 50th anniversary, Sweden's National Society for the Active Visually Impaired is active as SF50CG throughout 2019. QSL by SM0BYD. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Cole, VK3GTV, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. And our first subject is females in radio. When she turned 80, Anna Brummer, N2FER of New York, predicted she would live to be 100. Well, on September 27th this year, she topped her own forecast by five years as she celebrated her 105th birthday at the Fort Hudson Nursing Centre, surrounded by family and friends. The only thing she wanted was a drink of Scotch whisky, and the nursing home obliged, along with a slice of cake. Unit manager Donna Hopkins told Post Star newspaper that she didn't attempt to put 105 candles on Anna's cake because it would have been a fire hazard. Anna said her secret to longevity is being nice to people, and that it keeps you young when everything's going smooth. Anna Brummer was a latecomer to amateur radio, In 1984, her son Richard, K2JQ, ex-K2REB, got his mum and his dad, Edwin, interested in amateur radio, and Anna obtained her technician licence when she was 69 years old. Edwin Brummer, who died in 1996, was N2FEQ, 
and held a Technician Plus ticket. They were married for 56 years. Our belated best wishes on your 105th, Anna, and I might just have a scotch and a piece of cake to celebrate as well. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. AO7 enters full illumination period. If it hasn't already commenced in the past few days, AO7 is expected to enter a period of full illumination that will last approximately until December 2nd. During this time, the satellite's onboard timer should switch it between Mode A, which is 145 megs uplink and 29 megahertz downlink, and Mode B, 432 megahertz uplink, 145 megahertz downlink, every 24 hours. To check or report the satellite's current mode, please see the AMSAT Live Oscar Satellite Status page at the link in this week's text edition at wia.org.au. In other satellite news, satellite enthusiasts are being encouraged to share ideas for a new geostationary Earth orbit satellite for hams, and a forum has begun just for them. This new online discussion group has formed to explore progress in getting a geostationary Earth orbit amateur radio satellite for the Americas. Participants track the progress of acquiring a transponder that would serve IARU Region 2, which is North and South America. This would give the region the kind of coverage that Europe and Africa presently have with QO100, the Qatari satellite launched last November. Bernard, KC9SGV, posted on the QRZ forum that hams are encouraged to share images and links about their satellite ground station hardware as well as software to share ideas about having a similar satellite for Region 2 hams to access. The discussion group is geo at groups.io. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, QRP and Weak Signal Communication. QRP is New Zealand. The QRP's NZ Group is alive and well and operating a weekly net Thursday nights at 0800 UTC on 3.690 MHz. You don't have to be a member of the group to join in, with the only request being that you operate with 10 watts or less. Check-ins are called for at 8pm and just give your call and net control will put you on the list. Saturday the 26th of October from 7.30pm to 9.30pm is a fun activity called Go QRP Night, where QRP as NZ operators try to work as many other QRP stations as possible in two one-hour sessions. This has been opened up to non-QRP as NZ operators who may contribute contact points to QRP as NZ group members. Again, the group asks that those who wish to get involved to just please use 10 watts or less. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Rescue Radio. Azores Hurricane Communications. From AR Newsline, a story of cooperation in the face of yet another hurricane. While hams in the Azores activated their emergency network with the approach of Hurricane Lorenzo in the final days of September, AMSAT announced it was making amateur satellite AO92 available as requested by hams in the Azores. The availability of the satellite helped bolster readiness which also got a boost from HF operations, local analogue repeaters and DMR. The AO92 satellite was launched in January of 2018. In an unusual occurrence, the hurricane crossed the Atlantic Ocean and was headed toward Europe as an extratropical cyclone, weakening somewhat en route. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Summit on the Air. The SOTA 2020 and beyond Flavours Challenge. A series of themed challenges will take place in 2020, as part of the SOTA Rewards Program. 
The idea is to encourage SOTR activity on bands and modes that are popular in amateur radio generally, but somewhat underrepresented in SOTR. The SOTR Flavours Challenge 2020 includes January 1st to 7th, LF, 160 metres and 80 metres. February 1st to 7th, 2020, Data Modes. And March 1st to 7th, 2020, Digital Voice. Scoring is as follows. For activators, the number of unique QSO partners worked multiplied by the number of unique summits activated. And for chasers, the number of unique activators worked multiplied by the number of unique summits worked. Only QSOs made on the nominated band or mode on the date specified will count towards challenge scores. And to take part in the Flavors Challenge, simply enter your activator and chaser logs into the SOTA database as normal. Worldwide special interest groups, VHF and above, the plumber's delight. 122 gigahertz. It's not impossible. Here's Tim, VK2XAX, with more on that. Hopefully by now, you would all have received your AR magazine containing the article on chasing 122 gigahertz distance records. What you may not know is that Andrew, VK3CV, the designer of this transverter, has placed all the construction documents for the transverter on the internet for anyone to copy and build. To that end, Tim VK2XAX is arranging a group buy of assembled PCBs and manufactured feed horns to help get people onto 122GHz. If you are interested in building the transverter, more information on the project or prices of the assembled boards and feed horns, please email Tim VK2XAX at wia.org.au. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. So, get that soldering iron out and come play on the millimetre microwave bands. And just before I leave you, don't forget to be listening out for Scouts and Guides next weekend during the worldwide jamboree on the air. I'm Cole, VK3GTV, for WIA National News. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Rewind. Rewinding to commercial broadcasting. There's a welcome spot on the amateur bands where hams gather to share their stories about their lives as DJs in the 1960s. Let's hear more from Mike Askins, KE5CXP. If you're a former commercial radio rock music DJ from the 60s who's rocking the airways now on the amateur frequencies instead, here are two opportunities for you to rewind that classic tape. The 1960s pop rock music and TV shows net meets two nights a week, and after check-in, you get to share and hear some tales from Top 40 and engage in some friendly trivia competition with kindred spirits. The formerly directed net meets Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time in the U.S. on the W7EI-L Echolink node and locally on the 147.220 repeater from Prescott, Arizona. It also meets on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time in the U.S. on the KA7LFX-R Echolink node and locally on the 224.060 repeater from Tucson, Arizona. The net began 12 years ago as a celebration of 60s-era radio rock and pop, as well as TV programming from that era. John, 
N7LQR writes in a QRZ.com forum that all hams are welcome, but most especially former commercial radio DJs. I'm Mike Askins, KE5CXP. Now finally to the social scene, 2019. This weekend in VK3, the Yarra Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest. Next weekend worldwide, it's Jota, Friday 18, Saturday 19, Sunday 20th of October. VK3, the Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Bark Hamvinch in October 27. And in VK3, Melbourne's QRP by the Bay is coming up. Yes, next month, Saturday, November 2 at 3pm. This is the occasional gathering of home brewers, QRPers and portable operators. Normally between 15 and 30 people show up. So bring yourself an idea and an interesting piece of equipment. Gather at Chelsea Beach, that's near the Life Saving Club, and afterwards a lot of the crew go for tea at a local restaurant. So again, that's 3pm Saturday, November 2 for Melbourne, QRP by the Bay at Chelsea Beach. In VK5, it's the AHARS Buy and Sell Marion RSL, November 3, and in VK3, Rosebud Radio Fest, November 17. I'm Graham, VK4BB. Again, thanks to John and the team last three or four weeks for bringing us WIA National News. We'll be here again next week when it's a very special Jota edition of WIA National News. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.